friends. This is Meg Ravis, and you're listening to the One Step Closer podcast. My guest today is a motion designer and filmmaker. He attends the Chapel's Sandusky campus with his wife, Jessie, and 10-month-old son, Nolan. He serves with the worship team as an electric guitar player and audio engineer. Joining us today is my personal friend and commendable board game opponent, Zach Yannick. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm excited just because we're friends and I've loved getting to know you and Jesse. And yeah. as I already mentioned, I've especially loved finding fellow board game enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And from that heart of competition, I have thought of a way for us to start our conversation together. So I have a quiz. It is oh a Pixar quiz. Okay. Do you feel semi-confident? Because you you enjoy Pixar movies, right? I do. Well, I'm a big fan. Here's the deal. I took five Pixar movies, and I came up with vague descriptions of each Pixar movie plot. And so I will give you a vague description of the plot, and then you have to name the movie. Got it. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I think, think you I can, can do, do this. It. It's one of those things where, like, I'm gonna feel like I should know the answer, but then I'm going to stumble. I don't know. We'll see. I don't like being a pressure like this, but we'll see. It happens in life and I believe in you. Okay. So it's helpful that I'm your friend because I'm here for you. Okay. Let's see how this goes. Let's try it out. Okay. Here's the first one. A classic. Two guys who hate each other end up becoming best buds during their escape from a torturer. Oh, Toy Story. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Okay. One down. Here's the second one. A boy meets his estranged father and they bond over a shared passion. Coco? Yes. All right. Okay. That is one of my personal favorites. It is. It's a good one. Moving on. Number three. This one's a little tougher. A man tries to relive his glory days, which brings dangerous attention to his family. Soul? Mm, what? No. Do you want to know what the answer is? Or what's do you the, want what's one the, more guess? One more guess. What is it? A man tries to relive his glory days, which brings dangerous attention to his family. Oh, Incredibles. Yes, The Incredibles. Number four. A little girl goes through mood swings when her dad gets a job that forces their family to move out of state. Um, Inside out. Yes. Finally, number five, a little boy is kidnapped after he defies his father's orders. Uh, Man. There's also a sequel with a similar name. Uh, what was it again? A little boy is kidnapped after he defies his father's orders. And it is Finding Nemo. Oh, yeah. Finding Nemo. I think that one's a little tricky because I say a little boy, which he is a boy, but he's, he's like, a fish. he's a little boy fish. And when you hear <laughs> you little, boy, said a little fish was kidnapped. I know, but he's also a boy. He's a little boy fish. Yeah. So... I'll give you maybe half a point because right. it seemed like you were starting to say finding. <laughs> Three, wasn't even close on that one. All right. I'll give you zero points for that. You got four out of five, which I think is pretty I think good. It was a solid three and a half. Though. 
Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say four. But now that we have a little fun out of the way, uh, let's get into the main part of our conversation. Uh, So we want to hear more about you. We want to hear about your heart and your faith and everything in between. And so talking with Pastor Todd and Pastor Eric, thinking through some good questions to ask, really we thought of three key areas and they, they all kind of center around an H word. Okay. So those uh, three areas that we want to focus on are your history, a hurdle that you've encountered and your hope for what's on the horizon. So let's start with that first one. Give our listeners a brief description of your history. So whatever that means for you, it can be where you grew up and what it was like for you in school or, or maybe even recent history, whatever you want to share. All right. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Huron, went to school there, um, grew up going to the chapel, um, heavily involved in youth group uh, throughout middle school and high school. That's where I kind of started playing guitar. And that's got, where we met. Yeah, too. That's where we met. So mm-hmm. you, me and Spencer actually, too, um, all kind of involved in the worship team in middle school and high school. Um, then after high school, I went to Cedarville University, um, got my degree in youth ministry and Christian education. Um, I moved back here after graduating from there and then started working at the chapel for a little bit in youth ministry. And then it was during um, somewhere in there, um, I started doing a lot of video production. I had a little bit of background doing it, but not a ton. Um, Now, did that stem from one of our favorite youth group events, Movie Madness? It did. All the ridiculous movies and embarrassing movies that are somewhere in an archive that hopefully will never be brought to light. Well, you're not alone in that. And I'm sure other people would like to protect that archive because I happen to know that Pastor Todd, Pastor Eric, I believe Spencer Eller all have some really great content somewhere in the chapel archive. There's there's some nuggets of stuff that should stay buried. All Um, thanks to Movie Madness. All thanks to Movie Madness. So So that's where I attribute my career path to. Wow. Um, So yeah, I moved back here, started working at the chapel in youth ministry, um, and then from there I started doing just different video type stuff, like promotional things for the church, and then also just goofy little student ministry promos, um, stuff like that. Um, And then, I don't know, just the more I did it, the more I loved it, and um, eventually just kind of decided that this is what I want to do full-time. Yeah. Um, So then I kind of took the leap of faith and just kind of went full-time freelance. I remember Um, that. I remember Alex and I, you know, talking and being like, wow, Zach is going out on his own and starting business for himself. And uh, I I just remember feeling so much pride looking Mm -hmm. at how your venture turned out and and how you were able to sustain your business and, and provide for your family while doing something that you were so passionate about. We both just really admired that about you. Thanks. Yeah, it was definitely scary. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big, um, just kind of trusting God kind of moment and say like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where my passion really is. Um, I loved working in ministry and with kids, but this is kind of just where, um, I don't know, this kind of superseded that and God just kind of opened the right doors and um, gave me connections with the right people. And one thing kind of led to another. And then that's kind of um, where that all went. Um and then I also met my wife here at the chapel. Uh, we got married in 2014, and she's awesome. And, yeah, we like playing board games with you guys, too. And she is awesome. Oh, my gosh. So she's pretty cool. Um, we had our first child. Um, our son, Nolan, was born last year. Um, 
He's awesome, changing every day. Uh, definitely keeps things interesting, and luckily he sleeps pretty well, but um, takes up about all of our time these days. Absolutely. So, <laughs> as you, I'm sure you can relate with a almost, how old's Wesley Almost now? one and a half. One and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it cha- it, it's crazy how it changes just the dynamic in your home. And I remember even in my own heart with my passion for what I do with the worship team and, and working at the chapel, being kind of nervous thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do if this baby comes who, who ended up being Wesley, my son, and my passions shift. And all of a sudden, I just want to be home with Wesley. How will I like juggle that with also my passion for church? And I remember being nervous and, and thankfully we're really blessed to have great childcare and my sister-in-law. Um, and, and she, you know, I trust her with with my son so easily. Um, and it allows me to still, still do the passion that I have for worship here at the church. But mm-hmm. it, it is crazy just how it kind of takes over your life and, and oh, reorients yeah. you in such a way. And, um, just glory to God for carrying you and carrying us through that shared experience kind of around the same time. Mm-hmm. They're, they're so close in age. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you yeah. for kind of sharing about your history. Now, are you still, you're not still working for yourself. You just recently took up a position. Yeah, so with I recently, company. within the last uh, month and a half, or well, yeah, month and a half or so, um, just started a full time position at an animation studio. Um, so kind of tying back to Pixar. Yes, I love animation, that kind of thing, and now I get to do that on a studio basis, and it just kind of fits um, this stage of life that I'm in now. I'm a little bit better. I just don't have to kind of deal with like the crazy hours of freelancing. Yeah. Um, but you can still take it if you oh, yeah, want Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still freelancing, but just not nearly as much. So, That's awesome. Um, yeah, that was like over the last month and a half or so I started doing that. That's great. So that brings you pretty much up to right now. That's what life yep. is now. Yeah, so that's... That's awesome. That's me in a nutshell. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, I know a lot of it was information that I already knew being your friend, but I really do think having that history information is important for people to kind of have some context about who you are. Um, and just to see how, how God has worked in the midst of your story as he's grown you up to be the man that you are now and and how he'll continue to work through you. Um, now I know speaking with you recently, you mentioned a hurdle in your life, which is our next topic of conversation. Mm. Are you willing to share with us what has been a major hurdle for you? Yeah. Um, so our son Nolan was born last year. Um, and then shortly after he was born within like a couple hours, um, he had developed some pretty serious respiratory issues, um, and then had to get admitted to Rainbow Babies um, NICU up in Cleveland. Um, That's so scary. Then, yeah. And, I mean, as a first-time dad or just a dad in general, I mean, nothing really prepares you for that. And Well, I mean, yeah, and you expect that your baby will come out. And, like, there are things that you worry about and that you kind of try and prepare yourself for, mm. like the sleepless nights and, you know, knowing how to tell what they're crying about. Is it food or do they need a change or are they just tired? There are things that you kind of like psych yourself up for and you get ready for it. But then this kind of stuff comes out of left field and kind of knocks Mm. you off your feet. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's like he was born and then for me anyway, it's like I see him there and I can like for the first couple hours everything was fine and we were just like getting to hold him and stuff like that. And you just, care about him and love him so much and like he would I mean you'd move mountains for him like he's your kid Mm -hmm. um and then 
this kind of thing happens. Like he developed some sort of respiratory thing, which was kind of around when all the COVID stuff was going on. So that was kind of another added layer to everything. We just didn't exactly know what was going on. Yeah. Um, and then and so I just, what did it end up being? They don't really know. Oh, they um, they think, hmm, I mean, I think some form of maybe pneumonia might've been involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, that wasn't even conclusive, but we'd asked them before we left. We're like, so how bad was he? We didn't do this at the beginning because we didn't want to know like just how severe he was. Like oh, I think that being really bad, but he, they basically said like on a scale of one to 10, one being he's totally fine. And then 10 being he needs every machine they have. They said he was like an eight. Wow. Um, I remember you telling me that recently. And, and even as your friends, we, we didn't even realize that it was that severe and, I just remember seeing though pictures of you guys in the NICU and, and just wrestling with that feeling of what would it be like to have your baby, but then not get to take him home right mm-hmm. away. And, um, I just, I can't imagine how difficult that would be. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely the hardest, scariest time of my life. Um, I mean, it was just like one of those situations where I'd never felt more helpless. <laughs> I don't know. I'd always think like, okay, I'm supposed to be the dad. I should be able to like protect him and like, um, comfort him, but like it's being instantly thrown into a situation where there's literally nothing I can do. I can there's nothing that I can do to heal him or anything like that. And that was um really, really hard. And how then, did you reconcile <clears throat> that with your faith? I, I know even just with some of the struggles that I had with Wesley right when right when we had him, uh some moments of feeling like, okay God I know you're real. I know you're faithful. I know you love me. I just don't understand why this is happening or why this isn't as as easy or simple mm. as I was anticipating that it might be. Um, how do you reconcile that in your mind in those moments where you're like, okay, God, I know you're good. I know you're faithful, but what's happening here? Um, I'm still figuring that out myself. Absolutely. Um, I, I just remember like it just kind of, genuinely brought me to my knees like in prayer um and just total reliance on god and i feel like i'd never or i've never had like to rely on god the way i have like in that 10 days that he was in there um and it was just kind of a weird time because like nobody was able to come into the NICU so it was literally jesse and i up in there and um so it was just a weird like super difficult thing to like I guess, cope with and uh, manage. And like the only thing that I could really think to do would just be literally just sit in the NICU next to him and just constantly just be praying. And yeah. um, I remember like there was a song that had popped up on um, YouTube or whatever, like maybe a month or so before he was born. And it just, I was like, Oh, this is, I like this song a lot. And then it just kind of was on like playing in my car, playing when I was doing work. And then that was before all this happened. But um and then I just remember sitting in the NICU listening to it. Um, it's called, uh, the song itself is called Lean Back by um, Capital City Music. And the chorus of it just says, lean back in the loving arms of a beautiful father. Breathe deep and know that he is good. And I think it was really just listening to those lyrics and over and over again. that <laughs> I don't know, every single word in there, at least in those lines, like really just stuck out like, lean back in the loving arms of a beautiful father. Like, okay, I have slept maybe four hours in the last 72. I'm exhausted. I have no strength. 
my son's in a situation where I can't do anything and all I can do is rely on God absolutely, and his strength and then following line, breathe deep and know that he is good. I mean, like I said, you're just basically running off sheer adrenaline for like 72 hours. And then um, before I feel like I got any reasonable amount of sleep. Um, so just taking that breath, knowing that God is good, thinking back on his faithfulness just throughout different times in my life. And um, absolutely, it was just one of those situations where I'd feel like I was almost forced to trust in God because yeah. there was literally nothing else I could do. Um, yeah. And I'd never had to rely on God like that before. And I mean, so just between that and then just having a solid support system of like family and friends, like you and Alex, just knowing that you guys are like constantly praying and offering encouragement was really, really what got us through all that. Um, I mean, luckily today he has no lingering side effects or anything like that. And is a completely healthy boy. That's so. awesome. Yes. He's so cute. I love every time I get to see yeah. him. He's such a fun kid. Well, thank you for being willing to go there in this conversation. I know I told you and Jesse this already, but as I alluded to earlier, 2020 was for so many people, such a difficult year. Um, but to have not only the pandemic on your radar, but also a newborn, your first child, and then also something that just went totally not according to what you had expected or anticipated. Um, I can see how that would be such a hurdle. I know when we were struggling with Wesley and, and he had his moment in the ICU as well, but not quite the same um, as, as Wesley was struggling too. A, a core verse for me was Romans five verses three through five. And it's just where Paul reminds us that we can rejoice in the midst of our trials because they help us develop endurance and strength of character and confident hope. And, and that's just something that I think similar to you in the moment when I was asking like, God, why? I, I don't understand this. I know you're good. I know you're faithful, faithful, but I don't understand why this is happening. It was so much easier and um, more helpful to focus on the things that I did know, to mm. focus on truth rather than focus on the things that I had no answers to, you know? And so mm. just focusing on the fact that, you know, okay, God, I, I guess you're going to use this to develop endurance in me and strength of character in me and a confident hope in me. Um, I, I think that was just something I had to repeat to myself over and over and over again. And it sounds like you, for you, it was that lean back and rest in the loving arms of your father. Mm. That's a great thing to just focus on and, and to repeat to yourself and kind of hide in your heart because then later when other hurdles come, you'll have that again mm -hmm. uh, and you'll kind of be practiced for it. Well, our last segment here is one more H word. It's horizon. And what we mean by that is what do you feel God leading you towards? Like what do you see for the future or what are you hoping to see in the future as you continue to take steps of faith? Sure. Um, truthfully, I don't really know. Hey, um, that's a lot of us. <laughs> so, um, I mean, like you had kind of alluded to earlier, I just started a new job um, at an animation studio. I'm loving it so far. Um, but yeah, honestly, I think I'm just trying my best to follow God's voice for what's next. Um, you know, just kind of be the best husband and father I can be. And um, I don't know, I just look back and I see all the times like where God has been faithful. Um, 
whether it be taking the leap to go full-time freelance or marrying my wife, Jesse, having our first son, all the amazing things I was able to witness happen through ministry um, and just things like that. I've just been able to see God do so many things. Like I know that even though I don't really know what the next step is, I know that he'll open the right doors and he'll also shut the right doors. Um, And I just know that everything ultimately points back to what he wants in my life. And even though I don't always know what that is, um, I'm willing to pursue whatever he kind of lays before me, I guess. Absolutely. That's awesome. So I was thinking, and I'd love for you to share just a word of encouragement that might be helpful to someone who's been in a similar situation for you, but I think you already said it. Can you remind people what that song was that you clung to while Nolan was in the NICU? Yeah, it's a a song's called Lean Back by Capital City Music, and I think Bethel does a cover of it or something. That's Um, awesome. And what were those words? um, Lean back in the loving arms of a father and breathe deep and know that he is good. That's awesome. Well, can I just pray for us to close our time together? Yeah, absolutely. Lord, we're grateful that we can say those words, that we can lean back in the loving arms of our father, that we can breathe deep and know that you're good. I'm grateful for Zach and for his wife, Jesse, and especially just for the friendship that I hope comes uh, between his son, Nolan, and my son, Wesley. And Lord, it's just one small picture of your church. Lord, if we magnify this friendship and we see it at at a larger view, we see how you work in the lives of people. We see how you bring our family together, our our brothers and sisters in Christ to truly be a family and and to care for each other and support and encourage one another. And I pray that someone today was encouraged by the things that Zach said, the things that he shared and, and how he was willing to be vulnerable and honest with us. Lord, we pray that you would bless our churches and our communities and and truly that we would represent you well. Lord, we want to be your hands and feet and we do long to take one step closer to you. We love you and we pray this in your name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to the One Step Closer podcast. For more episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe button and follow the chapel social media pages on Facebook and Instagram for more updates.